0: Hi there, folks, and welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Zevna Nakajima, again. Thank you so much for joining us today. Great to have you with us. Hope things are well your end, wherever in the world you might be tuning in from. Um, Here in Japan, it's getting nice and warm, probably a bit too warm uh, for comfort for some people, which means the extra hot and humid Japanese summer will soon be upon us. Um, It is now rainy season here, just started, which means that um, we're still mostly at home, which is not a bad thing, considering we could be looking at a second wave of COVID-19 infections if we're not too careful. Hope you're still wearing your masks, keeping a safe distance from others out there, as we are here. Um, But I got to tell you, I'm really looking forward to summer. And to get out there to the beach, Fukuoka City, where we're based, has got some of the country's most beautiful beaches bordering the city um, in the north and all the way around it to the east and west, all the way to Karatsu, which is about an hour and a half away. So, yeah, even with social distancing in place, there's plenty of room for people to get out there and splash around, plenty of beaches with very few people around to get in the way as long as you steer clear um, of the most central ones. Uh, So I, for one, am very much looking forward to visiting the beaches this year. I've been cooped up far too long. So here's hoping for a short and sweet rainy season, followed by a long and splashy bathing season right after it. And speaking of Corona, we've mentioned several times in the last couple of months, uh, as have some of the guests who've been interviewed on the show, that the current epidemic has brought with it, uh, as most crises uh, tend to do, a very active buyer's market with prices and yields that we haven't seen for quite some time here in metropolitan Japan. And this still seems to be the case to some degree, although the country has opened up again. So whether that's going to last or not is anyone's guess. We'll probably still see these attractive deals around, at least to some degree, until the uh, fate of the next Olympic Games is decided upon. I'm guessing if the Games are reinstated in Tokyo again for next year, uh, prices will start climbing upwards again. But for now, there are plenty of good deals to be had, which means that we and our clients have been very, very busy. Uh, The fact that we are in most parts still working from home and have also sent our staff to work from home uh, has not made it easier on us. But we are grateful for the extra business, of course, so you will not hear us complain, or at least not much. So for today's episode, I thought I'd share with you some of these sample uh, properties that have been out there recently. Now, many of these our customers have already submitted offers on, so a large percentage of them will already be under uh, ongoing settlement by the time you listen to this episode. But this is just to give you an idea of what can be had in the market at this point in time. And there are plenty more of these out there. So if you want a closer look at these particular properties or other similar ones, don't be shy. Drop us a line. We'll send you some deal analysis spreadsheets to review and, of course, some current listings that you will be able to apply to purchase as long as you act quickly and get your foot in the door. Because like we always keep saying here, the market moves very, very quickly in Japan, especially on the cheaper end. So, here are some of this month's and last month's best listings. Again, prices and yields that we haven't really seen in these cities for quite a few years. So, first and foremost, uh, some cheaper residential condo units, uh, mansion rooms, as they're known here. And we'll start with Tokyo and surrounding areas. So, we've seen one unit in Funabashi City, which is a medium-sized city, just over 620,000 people, Population on the rise, actually fast on the rise, which is quite rare for Japan. Major commercial center and bedroom community to Tokyo itself. So it's only 36 minutes uh, by train from central Tokyo. Just under one hour to Narita International Airport. And this one is pretty luxurious. So family-sized unit on the sixth floor of a nine-floor reinforced concrete block. Two bedrooms plus living room, dining room, kitchen, what's known as a 2LDK here. Heated floors, tatami mat, bedrooms, built-in closets, cupboards in each and every room. And the building, which was built in 1991, even comes with parking spots, which is really rare in large metropolitan centers in Japan. Uh, It's about 70 square meters in size, so again, family-sized unit. And it's listed at 27 million Japanese yen, which is about 250,000 U.S. or so. uh, Tenanted and generating about 6% net pre-tax. Now, I don't know if you've been following our podcast uh, or the market in general or not, but if you have been, I probably don't need to tell you how rare it is to find any property of this size and age that generates this kind of yield, Um, let alone a property that's this close to central Tokyo, which is arguably the most expensive spot in Japan. So that's just one example of what we've been seeing um, on the residential front here. If you're going for something a bit smaller, older, more suburban, uh, we've seen one in Hachioji City. Again, next to Tokyo, actually officially in the greater Tokyo metropolitan area, as opposed to the first one, uh, even though it's actually about an hour to the west of central Tokyo. So further, just under an hour by train uh, to Shinjuku Shibuya, the central western districts, which are probably the city's uh, best-known business and fashion hubs, respectively. Uh, This one is a studio unit... And it is, let's see, just under 19 square meter in size. Balcony facing east, so plenty of sunlight. And it's listed, are you ready for this? For 3 million yen. So we're talking about 28,000 or so US dollars. Uh, Tenanted, again, most of the units that our clients ask us to research for them are tenanted because they prefer to buy turnkey straight into income generation, not into expenses. And this one is yielding. Hold on to your horses, 9.6% net pre tax yield per annum. Right? So 28,000 US dollars to buy, net pre tax annual income, just over 3,300 US or so, which including all purchase costs works out to be just under 10% net pre tax. Now, this one probably has less capital growth potential than the Funabashi property, just because Hachioji is a bit further from central Tokyo uh, compared to Funabashi. Also, Hachioji's population is stable, but not really growing much. And it also has less going for it uh, industries, economy-wise. So it really is only a bedroom community to Tokyo, and no, under, no other industries to speak of. Um, although it's a pretty big one, as satellite towns go. So well over half a million people. But, I mean, 28,000 U.S. is just insane. And again, nothing that we've seen in this area um, for well over four or five years. Okay, one more maybe in that same area, a bit further afield, uh, Mayabashi city, Um, population about 330,000, so a bit smaller than those other two cities, but also growing. Uh, It's about an hour and a half north of Tokyo and about an hour north of Saitama, which is the closest biggest city. Now, Mayabashi has its own economy, so it's a nice and stable uh, economy there, regional commercial center again, although more on the blue collar side compared to Funabashi, so a lot of manufacturing, agriculture, uh, some traditional arts, similar industries, they're pretty well known for producing tofu, for example, and um, interestingly enough, uh, for producing traditional samurai helmets, that's still a thing in Japan. and. Probably because they're also very well known and popular uh, for tourism. They got a lot of greenery, fresh water, and a lot of history. Some pretty famous Japanese poets hailed from Maibashi throughout history, for example. So, pretty robust economy, and of course, again, also a bedroom community, uh, not just to Tokyo, but to Saitama City itself. An hour and a half from Tokyo as well is not such a long commute, especially for people who stay in Tokyo during the week, uh, then go back home to their families on the weekend, which is what a lot of Japanese company staffers tend to do. This one was built in 1992. It's a studio unit with a separate kitchen, so what's called a 1K. About 21 square meter in size, also listed for 3 million yen, so about $28,000 again, and again generating about 9% net pre-tax. Now, this one is on a commercial lease, which means a company has been leasing it since 1995, so the same tenant in place for 25 years. Uh, obviously, nice stable cash cow there, although you will want to bear in mind that if and when that tenant does move out, you're probably looking at something like 10, dollars $15,000 in renovation costs. So wear and tear after 25 years or more of tenancy uh, can, of course, be quite significant. But a lot of people wouldn't mind that considering the stable commercial tenant that's already in place for so long. And, of course, the price and the location. Okay, so as we've mentioned, those lower prices are not specific only to Tokyo, right? So we've seen similar price drops in many other metropolitan centers in the last three, four months. Uh, we have a unit in central Osaka, for example, listed a uh, smallish building, 21 units, uh, built in 1979. So this one's actually built prior to the latest earthquake-resistant building standards for reinforced concrete buildings. A studio unit, again, about 20 square meters in size, nice suburban residential area near the Museum of Natural History, so quite central still, 30 minutes or so to Osaka Station by train to the heart of the city. And this one's listed for 4.7 million yen, so about 43,000 U.S. And we're talking about inner city Osaka. So this one is generating, again, 9.2 net pre-tax annual yield. And again, properties in Osaka or in Tokyo that are less than $50,000 and with this kind of yield, uh, we we haven't seen that for a really long time. And it goes on and on. So we're just in the process of helping a client purchase a small residential building, for example, in Fukuoka City. Um, Hakata Ward, which is the city's main business district and main transit hub as well, that's where the bullet train stops. So really the heart of the city. Eight units uh, building built in 2004, quite new for a ridiculous price. So about $350,000 US for the whole building, eight units and the uh, land plot. And that one's generating over 6% net pre tax which is unbelievable for an entire building definitely for one as young as this uh, also in fukuoka what have we got a commercial unit ground floor shop on the airport subway line so very good location uh, currently being used as a hair salon so not even with the wear and tear that a restaurant or bar might carry tenant in place for over 6 years and this one goes for 5 million yen which is about 45,000 US and generating about 8% net pre tax and the list goes on and on and on and on so again As we've mentioned a few times these last few months, it's very much a buyer's market in Japan now. If you've been sitting on the fence thinking about when would be the best time to buy, um, now is it, folks. It doesn't really get much better than this. And again, if and when things really go back to normal, and especially once the Olympics are re-announced... These kinds of deals are going to be super rare, if not non-existent again. So that's the way it's been for the past four or five years. Now is the exception. So get out there, start submitting your offers. Now is the time. I really can't emphasize this enough. All right, that's it from us for today. I just want to give you a heads up on what is a very attractive real estate property shopping environment at the moment. And to urge you, again, to get your game on. Um, Obviously, our clients have been having a field day. But I also know quite a few friends and acquaintances and non-clients who have been umming and uhring about making their move for a good few years. And they've also finally pulled the trigger, started shopping. I'm looking at you, Darren. Good on you, mate. And there's really no better time to do so than right this minute. I hope to have you with us again next time. This has been NTI's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm Ziv Nakajima again. Our theme song is by the talented Kevin Hartman, Ohio, USA. And we would love it if you could share this podcast with your networks and help us reach more people who might benefit from it. And, of course, we'd be eternally grateful if you could just take, you know, a tiny moment of your time and leave us a short rating. Or review, your word of mouth is what keeps us going. So thank you to those who already have submitted their reviews. I actually might throw in a few of these uh, reviews once in a while, starting from next week, just to give ourselves a little pat on the back. I think we deserve it. Definitely work hard enough for it, so why not? Hope to have you with us again next time. And until then, from all of us here at NTI, have a great week or weekend, morning, evening, etc. Yoroshiku.